0: Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Persistence in Prayer podcast hosted by Catholic Mindset Coach, wife, mother, educator, and speaker, Kylie Hine. Kylie is passionate about helping you deepen your relationship with God through the power of prayer. This podcast is a space for high achievers who want to do it all, but also want to prioritize their spiritual life and grow in faith. Join us as we explore the beauty of persistence in prayer and the transformative impact it can have on our lives. Get ready to discover practical tips, insights, and inspiration to help you develop a daily prayer practice and cultivate a deeper sense of trust in God's plan for your life. Let's journey together towards a more fulfilled and faithful life as we invite the Holy Spirit in. Let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. If you are new here, my name is Kylie Hine. I am a Catholic mindset coach. I am on a mission to grow in holiness and bring as many souls as I can back to Christ through consistent prayer practices and utilizing our unique God-given gifts and talents and temperaments to enhance our prayer and hold ourselves accountable for our commitments to the Lord and to prioritizing him and showing up as our best selves each and every day and in every moment giving glory and gratitude to God. In this episode, we are going to talk about sneaky ways that you can fit prayer into your current chaos. And we all know it is holy chaos. It is beautiful and it is good In most ways, but sometimes it can be a lot and our prayer lives get put on the back burner. So before we jump in, I want to encourage you, if you have not checked out my new freebie download, I want to encourage you to go to www.kileymhine.com. Make sure you include the www or otherwise sometimes it gets a little finicky and doesn't want to go through download the daily examine for every temperament. This is based off of St. Ignatius's daily examine. It is a key pillar in growth and holiness. St. Teresa of Avila tells us that the doorway to the interior castle is through prayer and reflection. I say that all of the time and I strongly encourage daily mental prayer and a daily examine. And this particular version of the examine. So again, it's created based off of the principles of St. Ignatius in his daily examine of going through your day hour by hour and not only looking at places where maybe you weren't your best, but looking at places where God's grace was so abundant and giving him glory and praise and growing in self-awareness and how we can show up better for the next day and where the Lord is inviting us in our relationships in our work, and in our family lives. So I want to encourage you to check it out. The questions are based on your unique temperament. If you don't know your temperament, it's 100% okay. You can set up a free exploration call, or you can just send me an email. The link is in the show notes, and I would be more than happy to send you a free Temperaments assessment so you can know exactly what your primary and secondary temperament are. This is such a great self reflection tool. It is something that is going to help you better your relationships and honestly, it reduces a lot of anxiety too when we know what our natural inclinations are and when we can stop fighting them and start utilizing them to help us grow in holiness and to be the best versions of who we were created to be so that's my quick plug i promise it's worth it the questions are going to make you feel seen if you know your temperament those questions are going to make you feel seen and they are going to help you reflect on your day so with all of that i wanted to talk about sneaky ways to fit prayer into your chaos Chaos. So I was recently interviewed by Jessica Castillo of A Thriving Catholic Podcast. And one of the things that she talks about is sneaky ways to fit exercise into your day and ways that you can create energy when you're maybe feeling lethargic, but you can't do a full workout. So she talks about not fully changing your clothes or changing out of your work clothes, whatever it is, but maybe sneaking in a three-minute workout while you're cooking dinner. And I thought this was such an incredible idea. This is something I have actually done in the past with my workouts and just kind of forgotten about and haven't implemented lately. Um, And I thought, how can we apply this same concept to prayer? Because ideally, we want to be praying without ceasing. We want to pray throughout iron entire day. That is part of the goal of the plan of life that I follow and that I help other Catholics or Christians to develop and implement in their own lives. And it's just building in these pauses throughout our day to give glory to God and just to invite him in and acknowledge his presence. And as this grows over time, it becomes more continuous because you are filling more and more space with God. And it is pushing out all of the other drama and chaos and anxiety. And it's so incredible and it's life-giving and it's truly the light in the darkness because we are giving the Lord opportunities to work. So what are some sneaky ways that we can fit prayer into our chaos? I wanted to find the word chaos here chaos looks different for every person. But I always loved the way that my spiritual director at one point had put this. She said, it's holy chaos. As in when you have the kids running around or you're, maybe you're getting your master's and you're trying to do homework with a baby on your lap, or maybe it's just your stay-at-home mom and you are trying to keep your house clean and take care of your kids and homeschool. Or maybe your kids are in public school, which comes with a whole lot of other stressors or their in activities. There is so much that can create, quote unquote, chaos. And sometimes it doesn't feel good and it's hard to regulate our emotions. I was coaching someone literally this morning and she's like, people should learn this process when they're 10. I said, exactly. We are not taught how to process our emotions very well. We are given like some quick tips and tricks to calm ourselves in the moment, but we don't know how to prosecute a thought that causes our emotion, that is causing our action that we like or don't like. And St. Paul tells us that we have to master this in the mind, following the law of God happens in the mind. It is not in the flesh. And so all of this begins, the prayer in your day begins in the mind. It begins with intention to make it happen. So I would invite you before I ever even list off anything to get really curious. How could you make prayer fit into your chaos? We're not trying to calm your chaos at this point. We are providing an opportunity for you to show up differently in the midst of the chaos, because often we cannot control the chaos. Do we have influence over our children? Absolutely. But we do not control the decisions that they choose to make, nor do we control the decisions that our husbands make or our, the schools that our children attend make or the coaches of their activities or the scheduling. There's so much that is out of our control. But what we do control is how we show up. And to show up better, we need to be filled more often and more fully by our loving and gracious God whose mercy is infinite, whose gratitude cannot be matched. So take a moment to just think and be really curious how could I fit more prayer into my day? Okay. So the first way that I want to encourage you to sneak prayer into your day is while active with your children. So this could be as simple as, okay, they want to have some screen time. So maybe you put on a movie about the saints. Now you can watch the movie with them. Or what I like to do is even when I am watching a movie with my children and I'm not really interested in the movie, I will pray my rosary while I am sitting there with them. So I'm spending time with them. I'm snuggling or cuddling on the couch, but I'm often praying and they are engaged in the movie. That is also something that hopefully will lead them to holiness as well. So option number one, sneak in time while you're with your kids. You are not going to feel guilty about having to step into the other room or have this whole separate time where you are going to pray without them or take from your vocation of being a mother because it's something that you are actively doing while you are still present with them. So this could be any kind of prayer, but for me, I like to do my rosary. Sometimes that means I might say 15 Hail Marys in the same decade because I lose count or I stop to answer a question, but that's okay. God is not going to be upset if you said too many Hail Marys. He's not going to be upset if you said the same mystery twice, or maybe even if you forget one sometimes. It's the intention that you are opening up your heart and mind to God. The second one, I have talked about this briefly before. This is something that I have added to my plan of life is sitting down to eat and not working. So a sneaky way, but also something we should probably already be doing anyway. But I know for me as someone always on the go, sitting down to eat isn't something I always do. Sometimes I get super excited about a project that I'm working on. Or I'm in the middle of recording a podcast, or I'm on back to back Zoom calls and I forget to eat. It seems silly, but the next thing I know, it's time to go pick up my kids and I am eating on the go. Or I'm cooking dinner for my family, but I'm eating as I'm cooking because I know that the second I go to sit down at the table, someone's gonna need something. I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna be moving around. And also for me, having to eat different foods than the rest of my family, it just creates a whole nother tricky dynamic. So sitting down to eat has been a really great thing that I've added into my plan of life to force me to pause a little bit during the day so that I can give glory to God for the food that I'm eating and be grateful for all that I have. And it also gives my mind a chance to reset and renew Lunchtime is also a great time to do a quick five minute daily examine. So I talked about the examine at the start of the podcast. This does not have to be long. This is five to 15 minutes at most. So five minutes, if you are kind of by yourself during your lunch, or if you can sneak away for a few minutes before you jump back into the chaos, or even if you do it while your kids are throwing food across the table, that's okay too. It's just, again, that intention of inviting the Lord in. So the next one I want to talk about is creating and following a schedule. Depending on your temperament, this may either excite you or it may not excite you at all and sound awful. Um, Schedules don't have to be rigid. They can be. And for some people, they function very, very well that way. And it gives them freedom. Okay. It gives them freedom because they know exactly what is going to happen at what point in their day. And they can allow space and time to do the things that they desire to do so they can incorporate prayer that way because they will already have it built in their schedule. Um, and so that's just prioritizing it first. You put prayer time on your calendar first and foremost. But if you don't love a minute by minute schedule, for me, I love writing schedules, but I don't stick wealth to them because I am a choleric and I tend to think I can get way more done in a certain amount of time than I can actually do. And then when I don't get it all done, I'm frustrated or I try to like burn the candle at both ends to get everything done. So I have to be very mindful when I am creating a schedule, but I do have a plan of life, which is a way that I am committed to showing up for the Lord every day. The only set time that is kind of non-negotiable on my plan of life is my morning mental prayer time. And even that there are days when my children may wake up extra early and interrupt and I have to adjust and that's okay. But there are specific things that I know I'm going to incorporate throughout my day. And I have a plan in mind for when I am going to do those things, but I've also planned ahead and I know when I need to adjust them. For example, if I am on vacation or if it's the weekend, sometimes things can get a little off. And so I have to think ahead to when I'm going to fit in those prayer pauses. Or I also just know that I can incorporate prayer into what I'm already doing. So another way sneaky is prayer while you're doing the thing that's already on your schedule. So maybe it's while you are exercising. Maybe it's while you're folding laundry. Maybe it's while you are doing dishes. These are things I'm sure some of you already do. But it's a good idea to kind of look back and see, how often am I actually doing this? I know I can be great about something like that for a couple of days. But when things start to pile on, my mind starts to think about all of the tasks that I have to do. And I kind of forget. So this is just a friendly reminder. You can pray doing pretty much anything. And it doesn't have to be complicated. The rosary is great, but it is hard to count (laughs) while you are doing another task. So it can be a simple phrase or scripture verse that you just kind of call to mind and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. So something you can have in mind is like, if you're struggling and it's a hard day, God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you. That's it. It can be that simple. Um, One that I repeat a lot is, my heart is your heart, O Lord. May it be one with yours forever and that's just my personal prayer that I say frequently. Another one I've talked about that I actually have on the background of my phone is, I love you, Lord Jesus, my love above all things. And um, it, It's longer than that, but that's the part that I repeat quite frequently. I can remember it. It's there on my phone every single time I get on there to scroll through Instagram, answer emails, text family, whatever it happens to be. It's a reminder that, hey, you know what? God is here. Uh, You can also, sneaky way, incorporate prayer reminders throughout your home. Some of us are incredible at this. Some of us are not. So you don't have to spend a lot of money to have a picture of Jesus in your home. You can literally print one off of the internet and put it in a frame from the dollar store. Um, The sacred heart of Jesus, the immaculate heart of Mary. You can purchase a download from a Catholic small business, fairly inexpensive and either print it in color or go get it printed, or you can print it in black and white and you can spend time with your children coloring it or watercolor painting it. Um, So again, you're creating the piece that is going to remind you to pray, but you're also doing it in a prayerful way while building a relationship with your son or daughter, which I think is really kind of cool. If it is difficult for you to vocally pray, singing is a beautiful way to give glory to God. I do not have the best singing voice, but I do love to sing. And especially when I'm agitated, if I can take those words and I can turn something into some sort of prayer, um, it just helps to calm me and bring me peace in my day. Uh, My children probably do not love how much I sing, whether it is doing dishes or laundry or outside in the yard, um, whatever it is, make it your own. If you're sanguine and you're super creative, this might be really fun for you is to just come up with, uh, you know, a short chorus that you're going to sing or sing your pra- sing your favorite song from church. And again, if you have kids, this is such an incredible way to teach them to pray too. There are so many songs that I have sang and I will hear my daughter singing them when she goes to bed at night. And I know she is not great about saying bedtime prayers. She tells me like, there are a lot of times I don't want to mom, but I do because you remind me, but I will hear her singing in her room, which is absolutely beautiful. And I know she doesn't just get that from me. That is all glory to God. Um, she also gets some of that from being at school and then just God's goodness and grace. But the little things that we do, the people around us pick up on, even if it's not our children, it might be our roommate, it might be our spouse, it might be a friend or a co-worker who overhears you singing a Christian song or a Catholic song from Mass, and it plants the seed in their mind. So maybe they are open to hearing the Word of God right now, but it's planting a seed and that seed could grow at any point in time. And that's a beautiful way to give glory to God. Um, Another way is reading, reading just in general. (laughs) If you love to read, that can be difficult if you have like chaos, chaotic life, but um, instead of plopping down to watch Netflix at night or the news even, or just some sort of entertainment, mindlessly scrolling on your phone, that's just taking your heart and mind from God, read a book about the saints. Read a book about spiritual warfare. Read a book about prayer. Something that you are interested in. It doesn't have to be really heavy. It can be fun. And actually, there are a lot of great Christian writers who write stories that can still Bring your heart to God. Um, I mean, if we think of entertainment, even the Chosen series, I know there are some things that are controversial to Catholic teaching, but if you're pretty well formed in your faith, it is a beautiful way to ignite your imagination to the story of Jesus and the disciples and who they were. And then you can take that to prayer. Last one join a community to hold you accountable. Again, it's something simple, but I was coaching a client last night and she didn't realize how many ways she was actually praying throughout the day, but a lot of it had started in communities that she had joined. So a community that fasted. My personal example of this is my aunt. Every Wednesday, she sends me a scripture verse she's not Catholic, but she's a Christian and we get to share this together, is a scripture verse and it's a reminder to fast for our children. I probably wouldn't remember if she didn't send me that message every single week, but having people in our lives to help us hold us accountable is a really simple way to help us grow in holiness. Um, if you don't have one like that in your life, there are so many Catholic communities online that you can join. There are Facebook communities. There are um, organizations that go live on Instagram or Facebook, or you can even follow on threads or on Twitter. But um, a lot of people will go live and you can pray with them in the moment, whether it be the Divine Mercy Chaplet, the Rosary, um or something particular for that day, a novena. You can get reminders to your email inbox about certain novenas that are going on. So that you don't have to remember. And a key here is typically when you sign up for them. Sometimes that's when they will come through. Um I know not every every program is designed like that, but um In the automation system, sometimes the time that you sign up for that subscription is the time that your email will come through each day. So just be mindful of that. If you want your email in the morning, maybe sign up in the morning if you want it in the evening. That doesn't always work, but you can certainly try it. And um, that might be helpful too. Now, you don't want your inbox overflowing with so much that you just swipe through and ignore them all completely. But if you have good emails coming in, So that when you are on your phone and you're doing that whole phone scroll thing, um, maybe you're reading the daily readings or you are utilizing things that are actually going to make you mindful of God's presence where you're at. And that looks too like on social media, unfollowing people who are providing information into your brain that are not leading you to holiness and following more influencers and businesses and individuals who are going to fill your mind and your heart with God. That doesn't mean no diversity. We need the diversity. Absolutely. And it is important to have conversations with people who are not like-minded, but just be aware of what you are inviting into your mind because... We all know that that's where the battlefield of spiritual warfare often happens is in the mind. So take that to heart. An email list that I would love for you to subscribe to is mine. It's just getting started, but I have a really fun opportunity that is coming up. I'm going to be offering a free book study. We will meet for about five weeks. I will get you all the details. The author of the book is going to join us for a live Q&A. You don't want to miss it. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Please share with your friends. The only way that these messages get out are by people like you sharing.